the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and a little bit more here and there. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. You're listening to 1220 KDOW, Wall Street Business Network. Um, form following function, that's the phrase that pays today. It does not take long for Wall Street to get back on track. We seem to have a down day. We seem to have sideways day, and then boom, boom, a couple up days. It's not that tough. It's it's coming too easy. We need a correction. We want a correction. It may or may not ever happen. Um, stock market arrives with, you know, another winning week today. It's slowly but surely getting through. We need a correction. It's slowly but surely getting through. It's been a great five-year run. Again, I don't know if I even care about this year. I'm 40-ish. I got time. For now, I have a job. Um, and thus, I'm not all that concerned. The Treasury market remains on the defensive. So the Treasury market is basically a reflection to me of the way that we are perceived by the world of finance. By, well, when I say we, I'm talking about the USA. And I could probably use some USA chance today. Just... I'm feeling that our women got screwed in figure skating last night. The girl who came in seventh from San Jose, absolutely right. A winner who falls twice during both the long and short programs should not win. Period. In fact, if it were my Olympics, you'd be executed. So, USA got screwed again. S&P 500 today, up five. The Dow up 55. The NASDAQ up 12. You know, I told you earlier in the week, if this if Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you can sit with your kids and watch the Olympics, you can create some lifetime memories. If you cannot create a lifetime memory from that epic USA women's hockey collapse yesterday, epic, epic, three minutes, three and a half minutes left, up two nothing, that's like being up a hundred nothing in football with two and a half minutes left. Um, and slowly but surely, the Canadians chirped, the Canadians pushed. Oh, no, no, this one's inappropriate. So this is an O-Canada one, because uh, in an overtime, sure enough, uh, USA gets a power play, and one dumb penalty later, they lose the power play. And then, 
you know, when you're playing three on three, <laughs> you know, you're going to get breakaways. And sure enough, game over, man. Game over. Epic collapse. And that's going to haunt those individuals for the rest of their lives. They were two and a half minutes. And, oh, oh, and they hit a pipe trying to clear the puck. Literally maybe one half of an inch away from winning gold. And for those of you who haven't seen the game, shame on you. Women's hockey is just as good as men's hockey. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's a bold statement. But in the Olympics, I, I, I feel it is. So S&P 500 is up 5, the Dow's up 55, the NASDAQ up 12, 10-year treasury sits at 2.76. And again, that's the world looks at, you know, the world of finance says, you're not healthy, USA. 3.5%, you get a clean bill of health. 2.5% is like, or 2.7%, it's like your doctor says, I need to see you again in six months. And like, that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good. So oil sits at $102 a barrel, gold sits at 13.24 now, it's not a story. As interest rates slowly rise, gold's going to get slacked. Is that a word? Slacked? There's a word. There, there's a bastardization of a word. Anyway, and anyhow, um, form following function. Market seems to be finding a way to move itself higher. Hewlett Packard, eh. You know, some reassuring guidance there. Also from Priceline.com. Um... Every time I think of Priceline, don't you think of Kirk? Don't you just automatically think of James T. Kirk? How did you do that so fast? Boldly going where no man's ever gone before. Okay. Here's a defining moment in the show history of Rob Black for money. I'm neither a Star Trek nor Star Wars person. There you go. I fall on neither side, neither club. I don't think Gene Roddenberry was all that genius. He was kind of creepy, if you ask me. We do have someone that works at the station. Get this. This is hilarious. I don't know if you know this guy. Penny Mendez, BayAreaLoneTorch.com, sitting in live on the microphone tonight. Today. We actually have a person in this station who was an ensign. He was the guy who wore red and got killed in an episode. Red shirt? Yeah. So, I don't know if you've ever met Greg, but we actually have a guy who's been in a Star Trek movie. I think I have. Yeah. So It's intriguing. I know. When you see Greg, you'd think maybe he, he was bloated Elvis. No, no. He was he was a red incident in his younger days. Keep in mind, I'm basically bloated Elvis myself at this point in time. You know Elvis fl- died on a toilet? <laughs> Not a good place to die. So when I was at Graceland, I asked to see the, the toilet where he died on, and they kicked me out. The asset is probably because I was seeking out home. Mm-hmm. Well, messed up, but I didn't say messed up. So. Yeah, Elvis fans don't like to be poked fun of. That's something I learned. Anyhow, and anyway, um, how's the mortgage market doing? It's pretty, uh, in what, you know, Action? purchase... Refis, refis are just dropping. Purchases are slow. There's just inventory. So it's a slow market right now. Um, is it the slowest you've ever seen? It, it, on my, my end, um, you know, companies that have been around for a while, and I'm talking realtors and, and mortgage companies, are doing okay because there's people are going to people they trust okay. right now. They're, they're, and, and I had a realtor on my show last night talking about how, how is, hard is it right now for people to find realtors that are actually busy, and it's pretty hard. Um, 
but yeah, the people who are busy are doing well. The people who haven't been in the business long are trying to get into it. They're struggling. So especially here, you know, the inventory is so low right now. I mean, there's only like 56 homes in like Pleasanton and. And it gets worse closer you get to San Francisco. I was talking to a family member who's trying to get a job here. He currently works in L.A. And um, he's like, the housing market. You know, he's, he doesn't, he rents in L.A. And I'm like, here's what's going to have to happen. Get what you want. Pay way too much for it. Pay yourself rent for 10 years. That 10 years of paying yourself rent will equal the overpaid. And try to get out even. Yep. So it's... Um, and if something better happens as a result, good for you. Um, and that makes a little bit of sense for me. So we'll talk a little tax today. We'll talk a little mortgages. We'll talk investing. We'll talk money. Um, the markets. You know, I was talking about how the USA figure skating. I know you're saying, I, I, Rob, I see a lot of things in the world, but I don't see you as a guy who watches figure skating. Well, just imagine this. Me and my boxers, eating corn chips, having a beer. Watching women's figure skating. Um, so there's a website called change.org where you can basically sign a petition on anything. You could literally sign a petition to get Justin Bieber sent out of, Can- out of the U.S. and exported to, uh, deported to Canada. Um, but at change.org, the website crashed after 1.5 million people signed a petition to overturn the figure skating result. That's, that's pretty interesting, right? Like, it's telling you where things are going. 800 Twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I'm sure we'll find some um, good topics. 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm a brand. I like saying that on occasion. I came to KDOW three-plus years ago with a lot of negotiation that I would be able to do my show and my show only. Um, I said, I'll work for free, but I get to do what I do. And I'm not even an employee of the station, which is kind of the weirdest thing in the world to think about, is that I brought my brand here. Never let anyone mess with your brand. Never. Your brand at work today is your reputation. Don't be the guy who gossips. Give yourself at least three years of not being the gossipy person. Don't ruin your brand. The only thing that you have is your ability to earn income from age 20 to 60. Never satisfy it. Never compromise your brand. Once you give a little bit of a slippy slippy here, like, I had a friend who sent me an email. He said, my boss tried to befriend me on Facebook. I'm like, quit Facebook. That's the answer. It's like, don't say no to him. It's like, quit Facebook. Um, You can't. 
taint your brand. So the United States is going to play California. Uh, no, that's not true. The United States is going to play Canada this morning in Olympic hockey for not even the gold medal. The way it played out, it's for the right to play for the gold medal. Much like in 1980 when the United States beat Russia, it wasn't for the gold medal. It was for the right to play for the gold medal. Um, so this is epic today. And this is one of those things where the United States, we were really, really, we got football and we got baseball and we got basketball. But we've been really, really kind of like the joke in hockey and the joke in soccer. So maybe this is the year that we we at least fix one of those. So we've got to get a little bit closer. So now it's Canada and the United States um, pretty much dominant in hockey. But but Sweden has something to say about that as well. So um, so for Canada, here's a little tribute for you. So the song is Blame Canada. I kind of remembered it as Bomb Canada. And I don't endorse bombing Canada. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it there. Enjoying the Olympics, Danny? I am. I am. I, and, you know, hockey, I love, you know, Russia was beat by the United States. That was a great uh, great game. I watched the 19 Olympic game. 1980 Olympic game. Miracle. Hold on. Let me, let me age myself. So I was roughly like 18, 20-ish with my brother David. Um, I, does that not sound right? It's not right. It was 1980, so it was 34. Okay, so no, it was like 10 Yeah. Um, so I watched it with my brother David, and it's one of the few memories. Not few memories. It's one of the greatest memories of my life. Um, and we weren't like a hockey family. Like, you know, the hockey wasn't dominant in the United States. It didn't really be, get sticky until the 1980s. Um, even though Detroit would say something about that in Chicago. I knew and, something was up with you when I first met you because it was all about hockey. Hockey this, hockey that. Yeah, it's a great sport. No, I, I enjoy it. But, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that the the Russian journalist said, if we don't win the, the medal, no other medals count. Yeah, so they're really passionate about it. I was very happy that they won. So yesterday, a judge, um, Brian Snell, is that his name? Brian Snell. Yes. The, the giant signer got beat up at a baseball game. I don't know if you watched the sentencing, but I watched the sentencing because I work in a news station. And the, the judge is basically... Going at, they got a four-year sentence and an eight-year sentence, basically putting someone into a handicap situation for the rest of their life, and his wife into a handicap situation for the rest of her life, and his kids into a handicap situation for the rest of their lives. And the four years and eight years, it, it, to me, I would say death penalty. But the judge is like, you are despicable. You are an animal. You are the reason that when I go to a football game with my kid, I fear. Yeah, I heard some of the interviews. Yeah. yeah. For a judge to say that, well... That's something we talk about on the show is that you have to be careful in your life because you really are one stupid fight, one stupid fist away um, from being poor for the rest of your life. He's going to be the Snow family is going to be pretty. You know, they're going to struggle for years and years and years to come. You know, people will raise money for them via charities, um, but that's why you have to have disability insurance. You have to have disability insurance. And in this case, I mean, maybe these guys get sued, but is there going to be money there? Yeah, I was I was talking to I, I I bowl on Wednesday nights. I know you don't uh, uh, bowling, um, but I bowl. And the guy I bowl with, he has an operation on his knee, and he's starting to get older, and he he you know has spotty income. I said, do you have disability insurance? He goes, no. 
Yeah. Like, you know, one day you're going to be bowling your knees going to snap and you can't work. You need disability insurance. So one of the things that I, I run into all the time is the, some of the expenses that people do and they don't do. They'd rather have a car payment yeah. than disability insurance. It's crazy. Yep. And, uh, again, that's like, like if I happen to be at a bar or restaurant where I see a fight breaking out, I try to calm everyone down. I call, I, there's no need to hit another person. So, because... In this case, Brian Stowe's, it ends very, very badly for everyone involved. And um, a couple people go to jail for a very short period of time. Um, With that said, that's the type of topic that we need to talk about. Once you have a kid, you need disability insurance for sure, but you also need life insurance. Worst case scenario, your heart gives out. Um, Take a look around. A lot of people's hearts give out. Um, Starting at age 35, 40, people start dying. So... um, Cheapest insurance you can get, term life insurance. You don't need whole life. You don't need life insurance if you live to the ripe old age of 75, 85, 95, which most of us will. Um, you don't need variable life. You need term life. A couple other things to think about. Um, I don't know. I, be careful with what a lot of the things you've learned in your life that are accepted. I see it way too often that people are like, real estate's the greatest investment, or, you know, I saw someone yesterday send me an email. He's like, hey, I got burned in the stock market twice back in the early 2000s and late 2000s. I'm like, no, no, you were stupid twice. And he said, yeah, basically my Merrill Lynch advisor was stupid. Um, and then I did it myself and I was stupid. So I said, look, the markets are at all-time highs. If you had just stayed diversified and invested, you're back to being more than whole. And he's like, yeah, I, I was stupid. So a lot of like people think the markets are evil. The markets aren't evil. The markets are efficient and they work over time. Um. Anyhow, and anyway, well, I wish a lot of people did the same thing with real estate. They didn't. They did the foreclosure, the strategic foreclosures, or the short sales. And yeah. uh, you know, if you bought a house in 2005, 2006, near the highs, you know, the rate would have been a little bit higher. You would have had trouble refinance. But if you were to stick into it, I mean, you're ba- you would have paid off nine years of of, int- of principal. That's fair. And now your your values back up, and now you have a chance to refinance the rates that are even lower than they were when you bought the house originally. So a lot of people got out when they shouldn't have, you know. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of speculation that kind of fueled the fire that we don't longer have right now as much. Uh, speculation? I don't think we have it. How can you have speculation when we don't have a lot of homes to buy? Uh, that's fair. I, I see some people. Okay, so it might be in the background. I see some people really, really trying to push... Do you see people making sacrifices thinking that uh, real estate's going to grow up? But Got a bit, big event coming up in Pleasanton, not this Thursday. Well, a couple Thursdays from now. Um, one Thursday from now, actually, to put it more clear. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Coming to Pleasanton next week. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Friday light is the word this morning in this Bay Area update brought to you by Garmin. At the Bay Bridge Club Plaza backed up to the 880 overcrossing. Those metering lights are on. One accident still working in Richmond, eastbound 80 before Central Avenue. Still the car accident off to the shoulder. The driver fell asleep there and hit that guardrail. CHP on scene waiting for a tow truck. Southbound 880 slowing through Hayward from 92 down to Industrial. And westbound 80 slowing through Berkeley from Gilman down to University. Westbound 
southbound 37, slowing in Vallejo as you make your way down to that one-lane merge over the Mare Island Bridge. And westbound 4, slowing through Antioch from Hillcrest out to A Street. Hate traffic? Don't hate. Drive happy. Get a Garmin newbie with subscription-free HD digital traffic. And avoid traffic and construction delays with updates delivered as often as every 30 seconds. Drive with Garmin, the most trusted name in GPS. For more traffic information, log on to Sigalert.com. I'm John Wu with your Bay Area Traffic. There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. There are sounds that wake you up. Sounds that make you smile. Sounds that energize you. And sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. This is probably a song I'd blow up. Bumper music, it's important. How this one snuck in and it got played more than once is beyond me. Sales of existing homes slumped to the lowest level since July 2012. Now, President Barack Obama has declared all-out war on the polar vortex. He's asked that you leave your car running day and night, trying to warm things up, trying to get people out into the economy, trying to get people to buy homes. So when it's cold, people stay in. We're going to get some really lumpy data right now. And by lumpy... Not necessarily good. Have you ever been eating like a gravy and it's lumpy and you bite into it and you're like, oh, that's pretty good. So it's tough to it's tough to pass. It's tough to figure out. Purchases decreased 5.1 percent to 4.62 million annual rate. Figures reflect closings on contracts signed months earlier and highlight how higher borrowing costs and property prices have slowed momentum in residential real estate. It's hard to separate the weather effect from the fundamentals, but housing is still reasonably healthy. These are not horrible numbers. It's, it's okay. The median price of an existing home increased 10.7% from a year earlier to 188900 <laughs> Anytime I see the median price of a home, I giggle. 188000 because trust me, have you ever been out of the state, or wait, have you ever been to the different parts of the state where $188,000 is a nice home? There's parts of Florida where that's a smoking home. That's fantastic. Georgia, Alabama. I think you get the idea that um, it, real estate really is all it's relative. It's it's where you are. So the poor weather, not completely to blame in the drop in activity. There's a total lack of inventory, which is kind of interesting. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. We have a lack of inventory. Mm-hmm. We have an economy that's improving slowly. When the economy improves, um, people go, you know what? I'm going to get roommates. I'm going to go start my own little apartment and uh, start a little household of, of guys. Um, they People are like, you know what? I'm going to get married. So I've got some friends right now that last year they're like single. This year they're 
you know, vacation in Mexico and the ring's coming, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So they're going to make, they're going to couple up and get together and form a household. Um, then there's the other thing that happens in a good economy where people are saying, you know, time now to um, leave my husband. Um, I work at a gym. Yeah. It is the craziest thing to go to a gym um, super early in the morning and or uh, like mid, right near lunchtime. How many divorced women or how many women that are getting divorced go into the gym to get back in shape? <laughs> it, it's, and they talk about their divorce loud. Like, I, I don't think people realize that um, I can hear you. <laughs> I'm right next to you. So, um, so good economy equals more divorces because yeah. people feel more financially comfortable that they could strike it out on their own. Um, yeah, yeah, there's good and bad about that. I mean, if if you're you have a better economy, so you have more financial freedom. Yep. In some cases, in a, in a lot of cases, home prices have gone back up. So now, instead of being underwater on a house, a couple and assuming all that debt or having something bad on your credit, now they can sell their house and split up any dividends on that or any profits and, and move on and maybe buy another house and so on. So it's freeing up a little bit of inventory, but. Um, you know, there's uh, there's more households being formed. You know, two people splitting up, they're going to go rents more. Rents are going to keep going up, Rob. I think that's something that this story kind of lends to a little bit. There's a lot of renters out there right now. Um, I mean, look what's happening here in the Bay Area. In San Jose, rents are one of the highest. In the, they are the highest in the United States. Um, that's going to drive property prices up as well. What are some of the rents around there right now? I think it's around uh, 1900 Okay. This is like the average. It's pretty high. In San Francisco, it's like 2500 to 3500 minimum for a one-bedroom, two-bedroom type oh. of scenario, um, which is pretty egregious. But with that said, it comes with the territory. You know, if you're going to make a job, if you can get a job making $100, you are going to rent around. Now, I know you at one point had rented a place in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I remember what your rent was. Yeah. I imagine that's got to be almost 50%, 70%. Five percent higher. So it's ten years ago, yeah, I would imagine yeah. so too. Um, and that's the direction that most uh, the landlords are just reaping it in right now, or raking it in right now. You know, I do want to come up with a patent on the money rake. Money rake? Yeah, I want to. I want to do a late night infomercial. It's called the money rake, and it'll be like showing kids like raking the yard, but there'll be dollar bills in it. I don't quite know the whole angle, but I know that much of it. Like, there's an image, and look, Dad. I went and raked the yard, and they have, like, bagfuls of cash. And when they save save money, it's a big pile, like a big pile of leaves. And the wife is like, well, I'm going to use the money rake, too. I want a new suit. Put a little logo. Here's their 529 plan. That's what you need to know. The more you know. The more you know. I like mine better. Um, so, Canada. U.S. is up 2 nothing in hockey. 2 nothing. That's... Yeah, yeah, it hasn't started yet. Yeah, just throw it out there and try to piss people off. So I think Pavelski wins, gets the game-winning goal. How about that? You know what's interesting about that was four years ago, Pavelski, a San Jose Shark, in overtime he had a breakaway and he missed it, mm. um, and then Sidney Crosby carries it up the ice and gets it. It's classic, classic. So maybe you're right. Maybe maybe it's time for him to redeem himself. I mean, he's, he had a great tournament four years ago. He's had a great tournament this time, so there's no redeeming crap, but. Uh, he could have he could have got us gold. I mean, the, the gold was on a stick, so to speak. Okay, so existing home sales. There's not a lot of inventory. Let's get back into that. Um, you can play construction companies uh, because certainly we're going to be building housing in the United States for years to come. One of the things that I like about the housing industry 
is that there's hurricanes and tornadoes, and there's fires, and there's just old decrepit houses that get knocked down at some point in time. Yeah. The only the only problem about um, construction is that they're still focusing on multifamily. Uh-huh. Five units plus uh, as single family has actually dropped. So this is going to be an interesting summer, spring and summer uh, season for builders. Um, even their builder confidence has fallen. Permits have fallen 5.4%. So uh, interesting numbers for builders right now. We just don't know where construction is leading at this point. And they're pretty. They're an indicator that we watch. Um, if, and to them, that kind of looks like we're going to see weaker news. They just want to see more sales. Okay, let me tell you how I do business because you said multi-construction, multi-family homes are being constructed, yes. Uh, single family, not so much. Um, so as an owner of a single family... I'm more valuable. As an owner of a townhouse, I would be less valuable. Um, so I don't like the like. I, it's not that I don't like. I just I use data to the best possible that I can. So hopefully people um, see the positives in that. And the, the downside is the you know the multifamily homes that are being constructed. They're small. Um, people are willing to settle for small and small and smaller, and that hurts in the long run um, because the whole real estate business model is predicated on square footage. So if people are starting to get used to 300, 400, 500 square foot apartments, uh, it's going to be tough to sell them 1,600 square feet. So I think we just should build prisons. So that's all I got for you today, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to turn on the lights on your way out. Uh, markets are higher. So we're deep into February. Deep into February. S&P 500 is up four today. The Dow's up 39. The Nasdaq up 13. All things considered, we're having... Like I said, it's a bit of a year in a vacuum. Um, We're not getting a lot of data that we can feel comfortable with because of the polar vortex. Google's cracked $1,200 a share. Whoa. Now, I've recently been talking Google with a lot of Google employees and, you know, helping them with their stock options and and looking over their, their values. It's an interesting dilemma, Google. Yes, see, they're a $400 billion company. I think they can get higher. But at some point in time, no. So when you come up with a new initiative, you want it to be a billion-dollar initiative. And then when you're worth, worth $400 billion, you want to come up with $50 billion initiatives. Um, and Google right now has a dominance on search, but not the search that we really care about. Google has dominance on search from 10 years ago. Hey, you want to go see a picture of Rob? <laughs> it's out there. Google Rob Black photos. Um, but you're not going to get any of my Facebook photos. You're not going to get any of my LinkedIn photos. It's not out there. Google doesn't get into those areas. So as the world's kind of closed into these apps, uh, it's kind of kept Google out. Now, Google's still very, very powerful. Don't get me wrong, because people are still, you know, you need Thai food, um, Thai food, Fremont. You type it in, you speak it in, and boom, they get a little piece of that action. Um, but, yeah, it's starting to get to valuations where you have to know that the best days not uh, are behind it. Um, yeah, we'll see a trillion-dollar company market valuation in, in my lifetime. I, I'm assuming so. But with that said, it, it's, it becomes much, much, much more tougher um, to pull off growth like what they've had in the last one, two, three, five years. Um, any massive drop in the stock, I would look to you know, be interested. But I think that's where I'm speaking about the law of big numbers. Let's bring in Tony Mendez again. Ever so briefly, um, law of big numbers like that even applies to houses. Sure does. Uh, bigger, the, bigger they are, the harder they fall. I know people that have a seven thousand dollar a month mortgage, and then it, it, I know people six thousand, five thousand, four thousand, three thousand, two thousand, one thousand, 
And it's a lot easier on the lower end. It's a lot tougher on the higher end. And it, at the higher end, it gets to the point where, no. If I'm going to pay $10,000 a month for a mortgage, I'm going to, I'm going to be having... Uh, I'm going to be Derek Jeter. And I'm going to be having Derek Jeter's life and his models and his cars. And Derek Jeter makes everyone give up their cell phone at his front door. I love that. What does that tell you? I mean, that tells you something really is going on at that house. I may make people do that. Because then they'll say, Rob, you're mysterious. And I'll say, I work in mysterious ways. You can find me um, in Pleasanton this Thursday night, um, six days from now, uh, doing a wealth preservation, income alternatives, and retirement. Pleasanton this Thursday. Sign up at robblack.com. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. My experience in the markets has been that no one has a monopoly or virtue in good sense. Absolute conviction is silly. There's going to be a market takedown at some point in time. Um, But overall, I think it's going to be a pretty healthy market because of capitalism. It's something we always have to get back to, fundamentals, valuation. Um, take a look around at work today, or take a look around as you're driving into work today, and you'll see mechanics, and you'll see car stores, and they're all doing okay. They're all paying the rent. They're all you know, keeping the lights on. As long as that's happening, it's going to be okay. So that's why you need exposure to broad, diversified markets. Then you need to stop yourself from making mistakes, getting greedy, getting fearful. Um got a, not a friend, but a, someone who I, I guess I know through the show. Um, her husband works at LinkedIn, and she's like, when do I sell? It's like, that's not the right question. It's how much do you have? How diversified are you? Um, would you be upset if it all went away? Like, a lot of people have the wrong questions to how to play the game of the stock market. And I don't consider the stock market game. I consider it capitalism. And again, as long as lights are on, everything's going to be okay. Now, there's different types of assets, stocks, bonds, real estate. I don't really have a place for bonds in my life right now. I've got some bond alternatives, so I like income, but with the treasuries being as low as they are, I've got no interest on that side of the fence. So, yeah, some corporate bonds are lovely. Like if you were to look at a Ford or GM bond, lovely. Um, And I think they'll do you okay, and I think they're a nice bond alternative. We'll discuss this and more at the seminar in Pleasanton next Thursday, 6.30 to 9, at the Sheraton. Um, CFP Chad Burton will basically run the event with preservation and alternatives towards income. I'll be there, and I'll be coming up with ideas for you, for sure. Um, You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. So, joining me now, Tony Mendez. Talking a little um, real estate, what's going on in the real estate market. Um, you do a show here that you just moved. From moved to Thursday nights, yeah. From Tuesdays at 6 to Thursdays at 6. Um, how's it going? Um, this, this show's great. I love doing it. There, there's a reason we do the show. There's a need for the show. Uh, real estate's always been a, a big concern for people here in the Bay Area. There's a lot of investors, a lot of... You know, we talked about it earlier. 
there might not be as many speculators as there used to be, but I think people are just a little tentative from what's happened in the last 10 years. Um, we've seen a big, big crash in the real estate market, and it's come back for a lot of people. Um, there's not as many risky loan products out there, so a little, people feel a bit more safe, but they're still you know, a little curious about how the mortgage industry works, uh, and that's what our show is about. And it, it helps people kind of empower them to make the right decision. It's a second opinion as well. Okay. I also have local guests on the show. We talk about real estate in, in particular places here in the Bay Area. Um, the, the Peninsula, San Francisco, great realtor from San Francisco. The, the East Bay, I have several realtors here in the East Bay. And we get all these professionals. We talk about CPAs. We had a 1031 exchange guy on the other day talking about how investors can consolidate their profits into um, other properties or spread them out however they want to do it. So it's, it's a great show, Rob. And I think it's, doing, it's getting some traction, more traction than over the last two and a half years. Good. So it's interesting that, uh, again, I, I find real estate and investing interesting because of the stories that it creates. I like the front end of the investing world. You know, Groupon shares are getting clobbered right. today. Um, Chad does the back end where he actually works with clients. Um, you do kind of a front end and back end. So what are the clients you're seeing at this point in time? A frustration. <laughs> really? Yeah, you know, right now it's all about buying. You know, the... the there are some people doing refinances. You know, they're trying to get out of their first and second loans or their FHA loan that they got in the last couple of years because the, the, the mortgage turns is high. And that's, you know, a lot of people are doing that right now as far as refinancing. But the frustration level is more on the buyer side. There's just, it's just tough to compete with cash buyers, and there's still a huge presence here in the Bay Area. It's over 20% on every purchase. Right. Uh, that price is also driven up. It was about 250000 It's over three fifty now uh, for the average purchase on a, for cash. Um, I ran into a property the other day that sold for 525 in cash, and I know there's people that are buying multi-million dollar homes in cash as well. So it's it's tough to compete. It's frustrating. Um, where are people getting the money? How do you compete if you have a loan? If you you know somebody ha- with 10% down or 20% down when somebody's putting 50% or all cash? So there's a frustration level there. It's and it's difficult to find realtors. There's not a lot of transactions going on right now. Um, there's more than there were at the end of 2013. Um, there certainly was more than 2000 and, um, you know, the summer of 2013 as well when rates went up. And I, I was just looking at how sales have dropped 5.1% nationally. And uh, they're back to July of 2013 levels. Okay. And July, two, if everybody remembers, July 2013 was just kind of a... I was like two years old in July 2013. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you remember. I'm pretty sure. You probably remember what you ate that month. Every day, um, it, it, it was right after the rates went up. So we're seeing rates have come down, and yet and home prices have gone up. So it's kind of just give and take. It's just not a. It's kind of an anemic market right now. That's where we're, that frustration level is coming in. It's just tough to find a house, and people are making sacrifices. They're buying houses they may not have bought two or three years ago, but they're buying it because they think they need to get into real estate. There's the little bit of speculation that we've talked about. Okay. Um, the frustration angle, I've got a realtor friend who's really good, and she's like, she's literally running from signing to signing right now. Multiple offers. And that's one of your busy realtors. Yep. That's, what, that's a realtor that you want to look for because they're going to be in tune with what's going on in the market. They're going to know the other realtors that are selling as opposed to somebody that you find off the street, so to speak, um, that hasn't been busy. Maybe they're selling one house every six months or three months. They may not know what's going on. They may not know that that neighborhood's prices have gone up, and they may not know that realtor. That's, and that's the biggest key right now. And I was talking to Greg McDaniels last night, 
on the show, and he said that's the biggest key right now with finding real estate for for your clients is you have to know the other realtor, right? And if you don't have, if you're not working with a realtor that's not busy, you're not going to have that realtor is not going to know the other realtors that are busy and helping you find that property and get locked in. It's a little bit of a club. It it's is the busy realtor club, and they help each other. And it's busy. That Julie's busy. Yeah, and she said that was kind of cute. She said, "I wish we could go back to 1980s, where you could buy a house on one sheet of paper." <laughs> like she literally said, "You can do a deal on one sheet." But anyway, now it's one inch. Pleasanton event coming up this Thursday. Pleasanton, sign up for it at robblack.com. It's wealth preservation and income in retirement. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You see me around the neighborhood and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we can grow up to be whatever we want. I want to grow up to be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everybody. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we are Feeding America, brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.